everybody. Welcome to episode three of Pillow Talk. I'm your host, Ashley. And I'm Travis. And today we're going to be answering our listener questions and taking on a few random topics. So, Travis, what would you like to start with? And how are you today, by the way? I'm doing good. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I got my Starbucks. I'm good. Yeah, that makes the day better. <laughs> So, what would you like to start with? Question number one. Question number one is, what would be your last dream meal if you could pick anything in the world cooked by anyone? Am I going first? You go first. You always make me go first. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Maybe a little. <laughs> so, my last last meal cooked by anyone. So, I, I picked basically anything my dad makes or made. He died a few years ago. So, I mean, if it was going to be my last meal, I don't want to spend it at a restaurant. He did, he did brisket pretty good. <laughs> he could do a roast pretty good. Potato salad, that sort of thing. And honestly, it wouldn't matter what he made. Just to have that one last meal with him, that would be mine. Yeah, Karima, you made us all emotional this time. I'm just going to tell you. Because my answer is almost exactly the same as Travis's, except it's my grandmother. Earlier this year, she was diagnosed with leukemia and it's been it's been a rough go of things but uh my answer was basically (laughs) anything same thing basically anything she made but more specifically she made the best fried chicken and homemade fries and like if I imagine it I can still taste that stuff and also her tortillas so it's my favorite thing in the world and unfortunately she's not cooking very much anymore she's kind of in and out of the hospital a lot. She recently decided to, I mean, she's there for a while. She decided that she wanted to stop doing chemotherapy and it was pretty tough for a while. But here recently she's decided that she wants to uh, start treatment again. So hopefully she'll start feeling a little bit more like herself soon. At least that's my hope. But yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, I think for a last meal, it's more about who you spend that time with than the food that you eat to me. Well, I mean, I had obvious answers. Like, there are restaurants that I love that, you know, I'm like, oh, I I wish I could go back there again and stuff. And there's a place, there's a Middle Eastern restaurant in Colorado that I love. There's... uh, Perrin's in Baton Rouge. There's Perrin's in Baton Rouge that does uh, Cajun food, which is... Dreamland in Tuscaloosa. Best, Best damn ribs you'll ever get anywhere. If you're ever in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, go to Dreamland. Yes, I agree. But it was like, if it's my last year, or, you know, if I could have anything in the world, then it just made more sense to have something that, that, uh, elicited emotional response, I guess. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, question number two from Karima was, if you could go back in time to visit a movie set as it is being filmed, what would it be? So I'm going first? Yes. Okay. So I narrowed it down to (laughs) five. (laughs) Five, of course. Yeah, just five. So it's kind of like a, it's more of a bucket list, I think. So the first one, the first one that came to mind was The Thing, because they filmed it in Alaska and in British Columbia. I've never been to Alaska and I've never been to Canada, and I think it'd be really cool, and I'd get to hang out with Kurt Russell. (laughs) So that would be pretty awesome. Um, Braveheart, don't cancel me because I named a Mel Gibson movie, but they filmed them on location in Scotland and Ireland. And those are two places that I really would like to go. Quigley Down Under, because it was filmed in Australia, right? It'd be cool to hang out with Mel Magnum P.I., but more than that, Australia. Nobody knows that movie. I don't care. I know that movie. People's grandparents know that movie. Yeah. (laughs) You're probably right. Your age is showing. It is. It is. 
But yeah, I'd love to go to Australia where everything wants to kill you and can. Um, Lord of the Rings, that set would be awesome. Yes, I I'm agree. not. I just have to wait for them to finish filming all the scenes in the little hobbit houses and for them to all leave, and then I could be a squatter in one of those hobbit houses. But it was all filmed in New Zealand. That's awesome, right? Yes. But if I was going to go to a film set just to hang out, it would be The Big Lebowski. Oh. I'd sit and drink White Russians with uh, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool to hang out with those guys. I'm just being honest. I love that movie, and I think it'd be cool just to go hang out with them. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious. How about you? Well, originally, I only had one answer because I just thought, well, that's what the question was. A film set. Ashley, you name, you give one answer. Look, but- damn it. These are like wavy lays. You can't eat just one. <laughs> so I came up with two answers. Quitter. <laughs> And Travis and I could not be any more opposite as if that hasn't been made more painfully obvious throughout this whole series is that Travis is going strictly from a location point of view and mine is strictly for tea or all out fucking nerdery. So (laughs) my first answer was The Exorcist and that is because of everything that I have read, heard, researched, or watched, it just seems like that was a fucking wild set to be on. Like, got the director firing guns, you got people getting their backs broken, like, shit just seems crazy, and you just can't help but wonder what it would be like to be a fly on the wall and see all that as it's happening. People getting slapped, I mean, it was crazy shit. You definitely want to observe that one from a safe distance. (laughs) For sure. And then, um, my second answer, of course, would be Halloween, because it just seemed like it was a great group of kids just trying to make the best movie that they could and everybody was taking turns playing this part or that part. It just seems like it might have been a really fun set to be on. You know, the best part about that one is that if you showed up on set, they probably would have put you in the movie. That's true. Because Nick Castle was just like a neighbor <laughs> and asked John Carpenter if he could hang out on set. And he was like, yeah, sure. And he ended up being Michael Myers. So Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, fucking fun. You just fun. hang out. They're going to throw you in the movie. They're going to put you to work somewhere. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Anyway, but our third and final question for Karima, and I have a feeling this might be another awkward or emotional question. It's just going to make me uncomfortable. (laughs) It's going to make us both uncomfortable. That was probably the point. Karima asked, what is something you like or love about each other that may surprise the other person? And Travis, you've gone first. Every other question, so you may as well finish. I have to go first now? Yes. Ugh. All right, your laugh. I love your laugh. When you get really going, right, and you, like, start snorting, and then you can't breathe, so you just make squeaky noises. I do that. Because you're when you get going like that, your laugh is infectious, and it makes everybody else laugh, too. Not laugh at you, but laugh with you. Yeah. I love your creativity, the your Etsy shop that you've been doing, some of the stuff that you've pulled off I've been pretty impressed by. Like, I don't necessarily tell you that because you got to stay grounded, and I don't want you to get a big head. <laughs> but you got a f- phenomenal talent when it comes to that. Thank you. And this year, I'm going to say that I'm going to point out this year, but obviously it's been every year. The way, I guess your passion for the kids, for our kids, and how much you care about them socially, I suppose. The specific thing that I'm thinking about is uh, when Aiden went through his first breakup, really, I thought you were going to go burn that girl's house down. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have to hide the keys. I wasn't going to burn her house down, but... uh, Well, then why'd you keep talking about it? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I felt like, and I don't know if this is all parents or if this is just me, but I felt like I was going through it with him almost because this is a child who we took into our home and more often than not, she was in our home and we spent a lot of time with her. We took her places with us as a family in town, out of town. We bought a lot of things for her. Um, she was there helping me cook meals sometimes. So she got to a point where she felt like she was my own. And so when they broke up and he was devastated and he cried, I cried with him. When he couldn't sleep, I couldn't sleep because not necessarily I felt bad for me. I was completely heartbroken for him, you know? That just, it really sucks because he had never, I mean, Aiden's, he's a little cutie. So he's had more than one girlfriend in the last couple of years, actually. But this was the one that was the real deal. The first real deal. Well, and he thought it was the real deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was the first one that was serious. Yeah. And so two years is nothing to, to balk at, especially if you're a teenager. So it just, it sucked. It was a hard time, but we're moving past it. I'm gl- And I'm glad. So. Are you over the breakup yet? But you brought her up. So now I'm going to be depressed for the rest of the day. All right. <laughs> well, I, I only have to share my feelings twice a year. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> Your turn. So my turn. Okay, don't look at my paper. (laughs) I'm not looking at your paper. So mine's going to be kind of weird. And I actually, mine's a (laughs) two-parter. No, it's not your belly. (laughs) So this is something about him that I love. And it's going to sound really strange, but it's your hands. Like, I don't know why, I can't explain it, but I find myself looking at your hands often. I mean, insert big rock monster from never end- a never-ending story here. They look like big, strong hands. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't explain it. I also like the way your eyes crinkle in the corners when you smile, and I love it more for the fact that it's been passed on to our daughters, because when they smile and their eyes do that, I can see you, and so it always makes my heart warm. So I also like that even though you're 41 years old, your voice still on occasion cracks. And I don't think you do it intentionally, but when you do it, it always makes me kind of giggle. So I haven't noticed it. (laughs) You you do it sometimes. Yeah. The second part to this is something about about you that may surprise you. Now I'm gonna get all embarrassed. God damn it. (laughs) Sometimes when you're sitting and you're having a conversation with somebody across the room. I just sit there and I study you. Everything about you, like I'm making a mental note, like I'm never going to see you again. And I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I just really stare at you (laughs) and think he's mine. So sorry. I love you too. (laughs) Anyway, damn it, Karima. Thanks. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Listen, we've got three more questions. You can't start crying now. I wasn't trying. You got to power through it. So we were talking about this the other day, and I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody said that I had a, a decent voice for radio. That was, what they that was don't, our friend What Kent. they don't understand is that I sound like Bobcat Goldthwait when I'm not <laughs> recording. So <laughs> thanks for that. But yeah, it's, I go from Bobcat to Barry White. I'm kidding. Well, that <clears throat> statement was made by our, our, another friend of ours named Kent, and he is actually the next person who gave us the gave us our questions, which is why I brought up names. Well, because... I'm thinking maybe that's the reason my voice cracks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cover it up. And if you don't know who Bobcat Goldthwait is, you got to watch the Police Academy movies. Watch them all because they're all funny. But uh, he's in those, or don't, or do. No. 
All right. Anyway, so Kent's first question is, what is our favorite horror genre? And I guess I'll go first it on this your series turn. of questions. So my favorite, I actually have two favorite genres, but one just slightly edges out the other, and that is slashers. Probably more specific, 80 slashers. Or I know that there are 90s slashers, and they're kind of making a little bit of a comeback in recent years, but 80s is always going to be the golden period for me. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking all the really shitty ones that came out between 1980 and 1982 or three. I'm I'm talking like as a whole, you know, just all 80s slashers. Like, I don't know why. I mean, people have their opinions on them that they're degrading toward women, which I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, because Travis and I, we have discussed this at length a little bit where sure, there are women who are getting naked and then getting killed, but we have the final girl trope for a reason, and that's because in almost all of these scenarios, it's the girl that stands up and kicks ass at the end of the day, you know? And whether you think of this as a horror movie or not, Ellen Ripley's got to be the best fucking final girl to ever live. So I'm I'm proud of that. Also, the dude's seem to get taken out fairly quickly and horrifically. So if anything, I would say the guys are kind of treated worse in this We genre. just get shit on in those movies. <laughs> I mean, how many Friday the 13th kills have you seen where a guy like took a machete to the taint or took a spear gun to the sack? I mean, they men are not treated well. In... There's a lot of genital abuse in uh, those 80s slashers. Yeah. I they mean... get it out for the balls. Oh no. <laughs> Anyway, and that's going to be followed by body horror. Now, this was not something, this was not a genre I knew about until I was already well into adulthood. I think my first foray into body horror was, of course, Hellraiser, which I think I did see when I was still in high school for the first time. But as I've gotten older and my tastes have changed and I discovered Cronenberg, like, it just opened to this whole realm of possibility. And I found that I really, really enjoy that genre. As gross as it is, as disturbing as it is, you know, we got to this um, new Candyman this year and that included some body horror. And I was so excited. Like, that was something that I wasn't expecting to be in there. I was, it was refreshing to see it. So I don't know, call me freak, but that's, yeah, those are my favorites. Travis, how about you? So I, I had to go with horror comedy. Of course. The problem is there's not, I don't feel like there's a ton of horror comedies out there, but I'm talking like Second Evil Dead, mm-hmm. Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaun of the oh, Dead. shoot, I was just thinking, Shaun of the Dead. Deathgasm. Deathgasm. That we've yeah. covered, yeah. Yeah, um, even Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Stuff like that. I like a movie that'll make me laugh regardless of what it is. And I think that's one of the reasons that I liked the 2018 Halloween. Mm-hmm. It had some comedy in it. Uh, that's that's kind of the way to hook me on a movie. If they can make me laugh, then I'll stick with it. If it's just, uh, I don't know, a slog of body parts flying everywhere with nothing else, if that's all they have to offer, I'm not going to stick with it. There's got to be something funny in there. So Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That was the other one that I thought of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm simple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even action. Yeah, you are. No, I'm you kidding. You have no idea. <laughs> But even action movies, if it's action just for the sake of it, I, I tend to kind of lose interest pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But throw a little comedy in there, and I'm good to go. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later with what we've been watching this week. So, woo 
Yeah. <laughs> so our second question from Kent is, who is our favorite current director? And for my pick, I chose Ari Aster. And that's just because in the horror genre, you do, while there are many genres and subgenres, lots of stuff to pick from, even with all of those things, the genre does tend to get stale. You kind of feel like you've seen everything. Everything is old hat. There's just, you feel like nothing can surprise you anymore. I, like me, I for one am completely jaded when it comes to horror now. There's rarely anything that will scare me or even bother me at this point. However, when Ari Aster came along with Hereditary and Midsummer, I was completely floored, just completely blown out of the water. Like I, I couldn't believe that somebody could take the genre and make it new again in a completely different way. And it's mostly because of the themes that he explores in his films that I don't really feel were ever touched on before. And that's mostly family drama. And and unfortunately, that is something I know a little bit about. So a lot of the subjects, and to be specific, a lot of the subject matter were things that hit me on a personal level. They were things that upset me a lot, made me cry in a few instances. I would say probably particularly in Midsummer, just because, and I think I've brought this up before, I have some struggles with mental health stuff. And so those are hard movies to watch. But as a result, I felt more fulfilled watching them. I felt like I got something out of them and it, it's it's weird to think that you could take that away from a horror movie you know there, it's not like there's never been a great you know serious horror movie before we've had like Silence of the Limbs and that kind of thing but I don't know this just felt different like I'm a real grown-up now <laughs> you know what I mean are you saying you want to put me in a bear suit and set me on fire <laughs> not today great <laughs> but anyway Travis who's your pick yeah, so you asked me that question, and I said, okay, that's, yeah, I can pick one. Who are they? <laughs> I'll, I'll pick one. Who we, it needs to be multiple choice, because I don't know who we're talking about. So you, you listed, like, James Wan, and when you say that, the first thing I think of is the Saw movies, but I know he's done, he did, like, the Conjuring stuff, right? The yeah. whole universe. Mm-hmm. And I just never really cared for those. I'm not big into the, uh, like, the supernatural horror. Yeah, me either. The guy, whoever that is that did, uh, what, he did The Lighthouse and something else. Robert Eggers. I don't see The Lighthouse as a horror movie. What was the other one? Um, The Witch. The Witch. The Witch was good, but it just didn't have a ton of rewatch value for me. I mean, it's a good movie. I just, I saw it and I'm like, yep, I seen it. For the record, I really enjoyed The Witch too. Yeah. And then the, the, um... Hereditary movie and Midsummer, both really, really good movies. I like Midsummer a lot better than I like Hereditary, but I just, the rewatch value is not really there for me. Well, I guess you're thinking in your head the same thing I am is that at least you can watch Florence Pugh. This is true. <laughs> Um, so I picked David Gordon Green, and I have no idea if what he did before he did the two Halloween movies. You're like, Your Highness? Huh? Your Highness? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Not a good movie. <laughs> oh, you laughed your ass off at that. Okay, yeah, but it, it's funny, but being funny doesn't make it a good movie. <laughs> Wayne's World is funny, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I feel like I like both of the new Halloween movies, and uh, they got a decent rewatch value for me, and a little bit of comedy in there, and at least in the first one. That's because we've watched Halloween Kills like at least 15 times in the last month. And we get done recording this, we'll probably go watch it one more time. <laughs> We're really trying to maximize that Peacock subscription. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I, when I watch movies, I don't know directors. That's kind of your thing. Yeah. So anytime somebody asks a question, what's your, uh, any kind of favorite director, regardless of the genre, I'm like, yep. 
<laughs> and I just nod. Yep. Uh, that one. I don't know. <laughs> You're learning, though. So you've yeah. probably heard the name David Lynch more in your life in the last 10 years than you've heard ever. Yeah, but I don't know that I would ever pick him as a favorite director. I'm not talking to you anymore. Well, you have to because we got to finish the show. But I don't know. I, Lynch's stuff is good, but I don't know that he'd be my favorite just because his shit's so out there. He's my favorite, for the record. Yeah. He doesn't even make movies or shows or films or whatever that even have an answer. Doesn't matter. He doesn't care if you get an he answer. He doesn't care if you know the and answer. That's that's the beauty of it. He said that in an interview. He doesn't care if you know the answer. <laughs> he's he's actually what he said was whatever you think. That's right. Yeah, sure, go for it. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> and then he probably rolls his eyes when you walk away. Dumbass. They totally missed it. But anyway, yeah, directors is just not my not my focus. So anyway, next. All right. And our final question from Kent, because he is a veterinarian, he asked us, "Do we prefer cats or dogs?" I prefer huskies. <laughs> Okay, so I'll start, even though you interjected. Well, he meant to put that third option in there. He just forgot. (laughs) So my answer is obviously dogs. We have three dogs. I love them most of the time, but I still love dogs better than I love cats because we have tried cats on and off. Of course, that was kind of early in our relationship before we had kids and stuff. And I'm sorry, but in my personal humble opinion, cats are assholes. Well, we talked about this already today. Cats are like teenagers. Yes. They only come around when they want something and Mm -hmm. you still have to clean up after them. Yeah, so and if you, you can only pet them when they want to be pet. It's very much like our daughter. So if you want to get technical about our family, technically we have three dogs, two cats, and a seven-year-old. <laughs> because there's two teenagers in this house. Yes. That don't come around unless they want something, and we still have to clean up after them. And you can only hug them when they want to be hugged. Yeah. I mean, literally. I've, I've, we've had our daughter do that. She, you go for a hug, and she like backs up with her arms up like... Like, you're so gross. You're so gross. I don't like to be touched, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like... Okay. Yeah. Kids. But anyway, um, no, my, all of my experiences with cats has been that they try to attack you for no good reason. They like to get into your mattress and hide. I don't know why. You don't remember that? No. Yes. Our, not our first apartment, but our first house. We had those two cats and they like got under our bed and They crawled up into the box springs. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. God. You said mattress. I was like, how the hell did they get in a mattress? <laughs> I meant box spring, okay? And then I had another one that was like waiting for us in the kitchen. Or waiting for me, rather. And I was going to do dishes. And as soon as I got to the sink, it jumped out, clawed me right in the big toe, which I promptly got an infection from. My toe swelled up like three sizes, hurt. I had to take drugs for it. It sucked. And that's because cats are dirty in their paws and stuff. Because they play in their poop, in yes. their litter box. <laughs> So while I do find kittens to be adorable and I do enjoy a black cat, I'm probably not going to own a cat again. I will crochet a cat if I feel the need for one. So, but doggies, however, I love all doggies, all shapes, all sizes. Doesn't matter. I never met a doggie I didn't like. That's pretty much my answer. I will go pet all of the doggies. So, Travis? Well, I'm, I'm a dog guy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I like dogs. Of the three dogs, one of them is mine. And I've got Hella. She's a husky. And uh, I'm sure somebody somebody's going to hear this and they're going to be like, that's stereotyping and not fair. But she's like the supermodel of dogs. She's all face and no brains. Beautiful dog. <laughs> she's not smart at all. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she's really smart and I just haven't figured it out yet. But yeah, that's my girl. So I like dogs. I like other people's dogs a lot because you get to play with them and then leave them there. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we have two other dogs besides our husky, and that, and they both belong to our other kids. And we have Grubber, which is our how old is Grubber now? Is he four? I think he's four years old. He belongs to Isabel. <laughs> he's looking at me like I, I don't no, fucking I, know. I it's no not idea. my dog. I don't know how old that dog is. <laughs> he's dog years old. I don't know. And anyway, he's a he's a Yorkie Yorkshire Terrier. He's a butthole. And, but he knows who mom is. If I'm around, he is somewhere by my feet. And I can't believe you call him a butthole because if none of us are in this house, the first thing he does is go sit by you. That's because he's got, he's neurotic. <laughs> How is he neurotic? I don't know. He's got like problems or something. Because <laughs> he has to know that he's not my favorite dog out there. But he'll still like come sit on my foot. Yeah. And then look over his shoulder at me like, yeah, you're going to pet me. Like, no, it's not going to happen. But Okay, but Hella's your dog. But she's still, same thing. She knows that I'm mom because if we're walking and I like stop to tie my shoe or stop for any reason and I'm not right behind her, right beside her, she's turning around and tripping you to find out where I'm at. So it's all about you. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and then we have our other kids, third dog. And in the beginning, I was told by my mother, who I have found knows nothing about dogs whatsoever, that she had gotten us a pug. And so I got it home and it had this curly little tail and it was tan and it had a black little face. And I I was like, oh, I got a little pug. I've always wanted one. I'm so excited. And then she started growing and she continued to grow and then she grew some more. And then I realized she was not, in, in fact, not a pug at all. Maybe she's a pug mix, but she's not a pug. So, but she is Yoko and I think she is seven years old because we've had her since Isabel was born, just about. She might be six. Maybe we got her when Isabel was already a year, but yeah. So, but Hella, our husky, she's our baby. She will be a year old in January. So she's still a baby, but she's way bigger than the other two. But she will let the, what, how big is Grubber? Four pounds? No. Less than that? <laughs> no, he's probably at least 10 pounds. Grubber? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. No, he's probably like, Either way. he's probably like seven or eight pounds. And she's pushing close to 50 pounds now. And she will let him chase her off of her dog bowl. I'm sure she's more than 50 pounds like, now. he will chase her around the yard and she <laughs> yeah. lets him do it. I don't understand. Like, it'd be two bites. Just eat him. Be done. <laughs> He bullies her. How does a 10-pound dog bully a 50-pound dog? I don't I, get it. I have no idea. But. but anyway, Karina, Kent, thank you for your questions. And guys, as always, look us up on Twitter. Look us up on Instagram. We got our email. Send us a question if you want something answered. If you're curious, you want to make us cry like Karima did today. I didn't cry. Okay. You want to make us like very awkward and embarrassed? Then send us the questions. But so to move on from that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching this week and kind of, I guess, bullshit about it a bit. So this week, or rather last week, uh, Dexter came back. So I was really excited for that. And I'm really excited because new episode came out last night. For some reason, I forgot to watch it. What did we go to bed watching last night, Conan? Yeah. <laughs> because Arnold trumps most things in this house. Arnold trumps everything in this house. <laughs> 
<laughs> see episode one. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Dexter was one of my favorite shows of all time. And it's one of those that it's not one that I can rewatch the entire series all the time. I've got to be in the right headspace and mood for that. So I don't think I had rewatched the series in a long time. So I decided to rewatch it this past week. Not really to catch up because I, I know the series pretty well, but I don't know, just because when I watched that first episode, the premiere episode of this new Dexter series, I don't know, it was like putting all, on that comfortable pair of shoes, that favorite pair of jeans, and like... All those memories came back. Yeah, everything just came flooding back in this huge wave of nostalgia, and I got chills. I, you know, it's hard to describe. I just, I, I didn't realize it was something I missed as much as I did, but yeah need to watch that today. I kind of went through phases with Dexter when you were watching it. There were sections of it where I would get really invested and then I would kind of, I don't know, something would happen or they'd introduce a character and I'd lose interest. Well, not all sequins, sequins. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know. Where did that come from? (laughs) Not all seasons are created equal. I mean, obviously the two that jump out are season one with the ice truck killer and season four with the Trinity killer. Those to me are the best seasons of the series. Yeah, I I was good with season one because it was almost like a monster of the week scooby-doo kind of thing you know no i i don't follow i don't know it was just new it was different i guess maybe that was it and then i think season two i think i quit watching it because of rita rita yeah huh i mean i'm not gonna say that she is not and i'm sorry people i'm not gonna say that she's not an annoying presence because after a while especially after they got married i got really annoyed with her because it was like i just wanted to kill let him do his thing okay yeah. <laughs> she just got on my nerves after a while yeah and and then he had that british lady that that was season care, two i didn't care for her that was when he was found or well the bay harbor butcher was found yeah. which was also a good season but i also did not like his british piece of ass either yeah <laughs> But the, I remember the last season was pretty good. The last season? Yeah, I think so. I the think one that is universally known to be the worst? I don't know. Because the dude was, it was the one with the religious weirdo. No, 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 no. That was season six. Okay. The, the last season, season seven, was the brain surgeon. And he had this lady come back who was kind of like this mother figure to him. Then come to find out she was the brain surgeon's mother. And Harry had been working with this lady for Shit, all Shit, now of... I'm wondering if I even watched the last season. It's not a... So, <laughs> maybe the last one I watched was the one with the religious guy. Yeah. I mean, and they had that chick, Hannah McKay, and she was a serial killer too. And then they started hooking up. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then she ended up running off with Harrison. It was a whole... It was not a good season. Yeah, and is I that hate the, one the, with the 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 girls in the barrels. No, that was season five. Oh, <laughs> you're all over the place. Okay, <laughs> I like the one with was it was Tom Hanks' kid, right? Yes, that one. But I think I only liked that season because Most Def was in it. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. I think that might be the reason I like that one. Everybody but. likes Most Def. Thanks for all the fish. But anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And then apart from that, a couple of nights ago, just on a whim, I don't, I, I think Travis brought it up for some reason. And I decided that we had to completely watch the entire Lethal Weapon series. Okay. 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 Get on with it. They fuck <laughs> you in the drive-thru. <laughs> they fuck you on the cell phones. <laughs> anyway. And while I have always been familiar with the series, there were a couple that I went to the movie theater to see as a kid. The tamer ones 
guys. Like, parts three and four, not the really grimy, dirty parts one and two. Um, so I wasn't as familiar with those. And I think I've said this on here more than once. Action is my next favorite genre next to horror. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed revisiting this series a lot. I think it really fucking sucks that Mel Gibson turned out to be who he was because the dude was fucking tremendous back in the day. Like, not only was he a foxy man to look at, but he was crazy, he was funny, and he was a badass. Like, the Mad Max series, the original Mad Max series, are some of my favorite films of his. Well, and I think the first Lethal Weapon wasn't too far gone from Mad Max, was no, it? No, because you still got a little not, bit of his accent. Not a ton of years there between there. those. Yeah. But, yeah... And I realized that he got canceled and that he turned into kind of a shitbag. Yeah. But the dude used to be a fantastic actor. He really I, did. And there, there's no arguing that at all. Yeah. It just really sucks. He had to get all... It's a damn shame he couldn't just keep his mouth shut and not have weird-ass views about stuff and, and treat women like shit. Get all religious, like, too. Like, why did he have to like, turn into one of those guys? Yeah. I don't know. It really sucks. But at any rate, those movies are still fucking bomb as shit. I love them. I've decided. Parts one and two arguably more than three and four. One and two are straight up action movies. Mm-hmm. Three and four comedies. Yeah, they really, really lean really hard into the comedy series. And I also did not know that these were Richard Donner movies for the longest time. I mean, actually, I was this week years old when I found out Richard Donner directed these films. Like, because I went my whole entire life, it, like, if his name comes up, my mind automatically goes to The Omen or Superman. So... That just kind of blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? This dude has like literally dipped his wick in every genre. So that's pretty crazy. But yeah, part one kind of felt like an extension of Predator 2. Does that sound weird? And I think that's just because of Danny Glover and Gary Busey. So it, it just... could be, but didn't Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 come before Predator 2? Yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I watched <clears throat> Predator 2 first this month. So, so so after Predator 2, <laughs> Danny Glover <laughs> moved to California. No, he was already in, he was in Los Angeles. Yeah. So he moved to wherever they are in Lethal Weapon. Los Angeles. <laughs> They're still in Los Angeles. Maybe he just moved to the precinct that Bill Paxton came from because they did say it was a little bit nicer place, right? Yeah. And teamed up with uh, Riggs. <laughs> So I forgot how much I liked those movies. They're the so movies. good. They're so good. And I will say that I did not enjoy part two even as much as I enjoyed part one. Yeah. Fucking great movie. I loved it so much. But I'm a big fan of like the buddy action movies. It, it's, like Red Notice that just came up on Peacock. It's got you the mean Netflix? Rock. Whatever. It's got The Rock <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds in it. My two favorite people in the whole world. In that they are. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that. I'll be watching something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, it's got The Rock and Ryan Reynolds in it. There's something there for both of us. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I can get down with some Dwayne Johnson stuff. Like, if it's the Fast series, I like his character of Hobbs. That's pretty much... Or, or Jumanji. I, I, I can get behind those characters. That's pretty much where it just stops for me. I'm about to make a lot of people go, What? The more I look at Ryan Reynolds, the more weird he looks to me. Like, he looks... You shut your mouth. Like, he looks artificial. I don't know why. He looks like he's too good to be true. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> no, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I just, I don't know. There's something about him now. He just looks too fake, you know? I mean, there was a time in my life, mostly Amityville Horror and Blade Trinity, where I was like, did you see the six pack on that man? Like, yeah, there was a time period. I think it's because he had a beard. It was all about the oh, beard. Oh shit, when he shaved his face, you didn't like him anymore. I think that's it. I think I figured it out. Okay. So, Ryan Reynolds, if you're listening, which I know you're not, that's okay. Grow your beard back because you're better with it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, to get back on point, I think I just really like the buddy cop movies. Even if they're straight up comedy, like uh, was it 21 Jump Street, the new Mm -hmm. one? That movie's funny Mm -hmm. to me. Maybe because it's got Ice Cube in it, but still. Yeah, I don't know. Buddy cop's not my thing necessarily, but uh, there was something about that first lethal weapon that was just that very testosterone driven... gritty like thing i don't know already i know but i just (laughs) it's hard to describe it's like it's like watching predator and they just don't make movies like that anymore i don't care how many new guys you try to make action stars (laughs) on the rock it's not the same there's not ever going to be another arnold there's not ever going to be another stallone there's not ever going to be another uh, van damme or mel gibson that's just how it is i'm sorry i can't believe you'd say that thing to me (laughs) But I, get, I understand what you're saying because some of those, you know, the 80s action superheroes, really. They are. They're superheroes that in, we in my grew mind. up with. And, and we've talked about this before. Who takes their place? Mm-hmm. Who, who's going to be the next Arnold or the next, even Bruce Willis, you know, like Die Hard? Mm-hmm. Um, who, who's who's going to do that? And I just don't feel like there's anybody that really is going to take that place. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of buff dudes out there. There's plenty of big guys out there. And there's plenty of guys that can do the action genre just fine. But they just don't capture that same, it's not the same. essence. They don't feel like superheroes to me. Even though some of them play literal superheroes. I think it's because their hair's too good. <laughs> Well, you think about it, your old action stars, they didn't have good haircuts. I don't know. They didn't. They had, like, just normal hair. But now they all, like, they're just too, they're too pretty. Yeah, I was going to say, well, you got guys like Chris Hemsworth, which, yes, beautiful to look at, but he just doesn't have that same je ne sais quoi. You you know what I mean? I I don't know. It's hard to describe. I don't know. I don't speak Italian. Like, when I was, I know, I'm I'm a woman, but it sounds weird to say, when I was a little girl and watching these action movies. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was a little girl and I would sit with, um, stepdad at the time and he would watch these movies on a Saturday and I would sit there with him and watch him. And there was just a feeling you got, you know, watching these films, like you're watching something you weren't supposed to be watching for one, probably, you know, cause these were movies where you'd see people almost get hacked the fuck up as bad as they would in a horror movie. So maybe that's where my love of that started was you had some pretty horrific stuff in these action movies. Um, maybe, maybe you get some TNA once in a while but overall there, there was just something magical about it and like to this day if somebody says blood sport I'm like where and when and how do I get it like I need that now so I have passed these movies on to our kids they I don't know that they love them as much as I do but they know them oh do they so <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they will pass them on to their kids too. So that kind of brings us into our next topic of discussion. And I don't know where the hell this came from, but we were we were traveling the other day and our son was in the car with us. 
and I don't know if he brought it up or you brought it no, up. No, we but were listening to, we watched a movie. Who would win in a fight, Batman or Frank Dukes from Bloodsport? <laughs> All right, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> so Frank Dukes versus Batman. Let's start with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's Batman who wins. Oh man, that's hard. Because he's crazy as shit. He is crazy as shit. But he's also, one of the things I love about Michael Keaton's Batman is he's also awkward as fuck. Like, he doesn't do well in social situations. And yeah, he he's scrappy, but he's not one that I would say is particularly very tough. So I'm going to give the edge to Frank Dukes on this. I, okay, no bad armor, Frank Dukes, with the suit on, Michael Keaton. I'm not talking about armor. I'm just talking about Bruce Wayne. Okay, but you said Batman. That's true. If it's Batman with the suit, Michael Keaton, <laughs> my money's on Batman. If it's Bruce Wayne, no suit, Frank Dukes. So then who was the next one? Who did it next? Was it Val Kilmer after that? Val Kilmer did it, yes. Okay, my money's on Frank Dukes, suit or no suit. <laughs> Sadly, by the time we get to the Joel Schumacher Batmans, those Batmans are all pussified the fuck out. Although, I do have a soft spot for Val Kilmer. Oh, no, I love Val Kilmer. (laughs) I just don't like those Batman movies very much. Um, And then from Val Kilmer, it went to George Clooney. Yes. I think Frank Dukes would rip the nipples right off that (laughs) bat Same thing. Honestly, I think it's a travesty that Mr. Freeze, being Arnold, did not defeat Batman. Yeah. Like, in, was, in what universe is that correct? Maybe that's the reason it had nipples on it. It was really cold in that movie. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell me that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger lost a fight with George Clooney? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. So where did we go from George Clooney? Who was after that? I Christian Bale. I think that would have went right one. to Christian Bale, yeah. So Christian Bale. Now he's he was a ninja. Yes. So he's pretty skilled. Yes. I think with Bat with as Batman with the suit on, it's Batman all the way. Because he had some pretty cool toys. He did. I just But I think <sighs> you take the suit off, it's still a pretty close fight because Bruce Wayne's still a ninja even when he takes his bat suit That's off. That's true. But I think that Frank Dukes was faster. He is faster. And I think that speed gives him the edge in that situation. Okay, okay, okay. So, I sound like Joe Pesci again. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay, okay. Um. We've been doing that all over the house <laughs> for a week. <laughs> they fuck you in the drive-thru. But anyway. Everybody's getting fucked. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, it's really hard because there's Frank Dukes, Van, or Van Damme Frank Dukes in the movie, which I believe can defeat anybody. Because well, he that's, defeated that's who we're talking about. We're Chung not talking Lee. about the real Frank Dukes. But I was going to say, all the stuff about how fat I did this in so many seconds from the real Frank Dukes, I think a lot of people are finding that those stories are kind of bullshit. Well. So I'm just, yeah, I'm going to strictly go Van Damme here. And I have a hard time not thinking that Van Damme couldn't kill anybody because Bruce Wayne can be bruised and broken and all that and out of commission for years. And Van Damme can punch you in the balls while doing the splits and blind it at the same time. I just think that Christian Bale Batman versus Frank Dukes, it's going to be a closer fight. I think there's going to be a lot of blood in that one. There, there, I, would, I would say that would probably go to a draw. You think so? Yes. I don't think so. I think Frank Dukes still takes it. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, but <clears throat> I'm saying that, yes, it's a closer fight. Yeah. Yeah, much closer. And then you get to Ben Affleck Batman. Batfleck. Batfleck. <laughs> Batfleck. <laughs> versus Frank Dukes. 
Yeah. This is a tough one for oh. me because Ben Affleck's brutal as fuck as Batman in that I movie. I really like love Ben Affleck as Batman. That warehouse fight scene, that dude was just beating people down. And he's strong as hell in that movie. I'm, I'm going to flinch as I'm saying this. I'm going to flinch. But I just can't help but think of his workout sequence every time. <laughs> From Batman versus Superman. Okay, let me, let me help you. Let me help ah, you. Don't hit me. Let me help you. Every time you think of that sequence and you start to feel weird feelings about Ben Affleck, I want you to think about mall rats. And no. Those, and those feelings will go away. No, no, don't. I'm not thinking of mall rats at all. No. But the dude. Or what was that movie? Giggly? <laughs> that he was in with What's Her Face? Jennifer Lopez. See, now those feelings are gone. You're welcome. <laughs> no, they're not. So who but would, still. <laughs> so who would win? Who are you picking for that one? Uh, the, ah, shit. That's hard. Because you're right. He was fucking insanely ripped. He was brutal as hell. And uh, like another scene that I'm thinking of was the very beginning of Batman vs. Superman when all those buildings are fucking collapsing and he goes and he saves that little girl and he's kind of holding her down in the rubble and he just looks up. He has this very fucking pissed look on his face. And that was the first time that I was like, oh my god. Like, I'm actually kind of afraid of this Batman for like the first time. So... He didn't have bat voice. Thank God. And like they couldn't give him a, give Christian Bale a scream voice changer or some shit. And while Christian Bale got insanely Jack for Batman Begins, he did not carry that with him over to the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. I wish he no. Would he, have. he he muscled up for the first one. Yeah. And then he kind of just went back to normal. I mean, he was still fit. Well, he had done, the other ones, he but... was in The Machinist right before that. So, you know, he was like, what, Skeletor. 80, 90 pounds or whatever. Yeah. And so I think when they said, okay, you're going to play Batman next, I think he might have overcompensated just a bit. I and... don't know, I think the size was fine in the oh, first no. one. He just didn't make it. The size is fine. I'm good with the size. I think he possibly overdid it thinking I've got to mm. hurry up and get such a huge mass on in such a short amount of time. But ben Affleck got fucking big. He did. He may, maybe not compared to some of these other guys. I, he was he was almost Henry Cavill size. When you see him standing in front yeah. of each other, yeah. he was big bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but And Henry Cavill's nothing to balk at either, size-wise. All right, I'm going to get some hate for this. Maybe from you. <laughs> I think that Batfleck in the suit versus Frank Dukes, it's no contest. Frank Dukes is going down. <laughs> You may be right. I think even without the suit, I give the edge to to Ben Affleck. Okay, so Because that Batman killed people. (laughs) Yeah. He branded a guy on the face. Yeah. He's not going to show any mercy. Yeah. And Frank Dukes doesn't kill people. Or at least not in Bloodsport. Or did he? No, he didn't kill him. He didn't. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't kill Chung He's going to kill your ass. Yeah. I think he just knocked Chung Lee out. Yeah. Yeah. That that Batman, that Bruce Wayne shows no mercy at all. Yeah. He was brutal as shit. It wasn't like he hit him one time and knocked him down and kept going. He like, I'm going to hit you and I'm going to keep hitting you. That Batman uses the F word too. Until you die. And then he says, fuck. And then he kills your buddies. Yeah. I give it I give it to him on that one. So you realize this is still not our last Batman, right? I realize that it's not our last Batman. <laughs> but we haven't actually seen the, but I don't the know, Batman yet. I don't know what Edward's going to look like as Batman. I'm going to go out on a limb and say not anywhere as big as... Batfly. Well, we've seen the trailers. <laughs> and I think it's probably going to be a good movie. At uh, least it looks like it's going to be fucking amazing. At least he doesn't fucking sparkle in this one. <laughs> um, it looks more like a noir type Batman, kind of. 
Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what era, what year it's supposed to be set in or whatever, I wanted, but it looks, like, it looks like it's older. I wanted to think, no, 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 it's 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 modern, but I wanted to think that it was going to be sort of modeled after the year one Batman series. Mm, okay. Um, we'll see. I think it's going to be good. I don't think he will com- he will compare to Bale, Keaton, or Affleck in I terms don't know. of Batman. Time I could be tell. wrong. We'll see. When we see the movie, we'll find out. When he I may s- be the best Batman ever. I don't know. But. When I saw the trailer, I was, I was all the way the fuck in with that. Like, I had chill bumps. It didn't help that they played Nirvana. Like, that was just the perfect damn song to play in a trailer. Visually, it looks good in the trailer. Yeah. And he had, like, this... There was a scene where he's not wearing his helmet or whatever, and he had this very Winter Soldier-looking thing about him with his eye makeup, and I was like, I'm there. That's it. Like, I'm... That's it. But then, I like Robert Pattinson. I thought you were fixing to say dudes wearing makeup. No. (laughs) I like Robert Pattinson, though. Like, I watched Twilight with my daughter, and yes, they're not good movies at all. They're really not. But the dude has made lengths and strides to distance himself for that and show that he's a pretty amazing actor. I mean, just watch Lighthouse like we brought up earlier. Like, dude, dude can act his ass off. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to do with this. I don't think that he can beat Frank Duke, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I don't, he, better, he better have some pretty awesome stuff. Kumite. I just Kumite. don't think. <laughs> I don't think he could take Frank Dukes. I fight to survive. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. You know, I was on, I think I was on the the We Watched a Movie fan page the other day and somebody had brought up a trailer and it was like, what do you guys think? And then all of a sudden, I, I, it's this Bloodsport trailer and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm going, I click and I watch it and it's showing all these things. It's showing older Van Damme. It's showing older Chong Lee and I can't remember what the fuck his name is anymore. <laughs> I knew that day, but I'm drawing blank right at the second. But they were just showing all this footage from the old Bloodsport movie and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I called London in the room. I was screaming my head off. I called her in there because she likes Bloodsport too. And she was like, Mom, this looks so good. And I'm like, I know. And then we looked. It was a fan made trailer. <laughs> I thought I might cry. <laughs> Look, if Van Damme tried to do the splits now, he'd probably break a hip. I bet he can still do it. He, he's old though. I don't care. I bet he can still do it. He maybe. On top of kitchen counters and everything. Like, so now you're the one that brought up Time Cop. Good job. <laughs> So, leading off of Batman, who's your favorite Batman? Oh, god damn it. I really, like, my heart really, really wants to say Christian Bale. Really does. Just because... Do you? (laughs) Do you really want to say the Christian Bale Batman? (laughs) Yes. Are you sure about that? Yes, because... That ruined the whole movie for me. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, but in my mind, and we were talking about this uh, yesterday, I think, in my mind, The Dark Knight is not one, it's not only one of the best superhero movies ever made, it's one of the best movies ever made, period. And I know that you're looking at me like, what the fuck is your problem? But you like The Rock, okay? So we've all got our crosses And he to would bear. make a great Batman. <laughs> no, he would not. <laughs> he would not. But it... To, to me, it is one of the best movies ever made. What Heath Ledger did with the Joker, what Gary Oldman did, what Aaron Eckhart did, that that movie is fucking brilliant. And I can't not watch that movie and end on a high every single time just because of Gary Oldman's dialogue at the very end of the movie. Like, just makes, it's like, 
the movie's over and you're like, again, again. So I, I love that movie. However, I'm going to go with Keaton as my favorite Batman just because, and it's because I, I recently rewatched that series. London and I have been on a Tim Burton kick here lately and Batman Returns is one of my favorite Batman movies ever. I grew up with it, but I hadn't actually seen just Batman since I was a kid. So my mom, she told me these stories about how when I was a little girl, I used to put on a black trash bag around my neck and tell everybody I was Batman. I'm not surprised at all by that because that is, he is my favorite superhero of any, you know, of DC period. And while I consider myself more of a Marvel girl, Batman is, will always be my favorite superhero ever. Um, that being said, I did not see Batman that many times. And so I rewatched it last week and I was like, why the fuck have I not watched this more? I, th- I mean, I thought it was great. And the thing that I love about Michael Keaton as Batman is like I said, is he's not the suave, debonair Bruce Wayne that you expect him to be, you know? Like I said, he is very awkward and he's, you know, he can't talk to women. He can't, his gadgets don't always work on the first try or work correctly for him. And he he doesn't know how to have conversations with people. He's just solitary and I don't know. I just, I love that about him that he's not this perfect version of Bruce Wayne. He just is. So Travis, <laughs> I feel like I've been talking for a hundred years. You have. <laughs> so is, I guess it's my turn then. I thought you were recording this whole time. You were just sitting there. Who's my favorite Batman? No, I was just trying to, uh... I was thinking out loud. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I was going to say Adam West just to make you giggle, but <laughs> it still worked. Um, <laughs> I, that's a tough one, right? I, I like it. For me, it's kind of a toss up between Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck mm-hmm. because I think those two are the most realistic. Ben Keaton. Or ben Keaton. Ben Keaton. God damn it. I don't know why I can't do names right. <laughs> Donald Loomis. That's right. <laughs> Samuel Pleasance. <laughs> Fuck. I think Michael Keaton captures the crazy of it better than any of the rest of them. Yes. Because you would have to be crazy to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that Ben Affleck's Batman captured the brutality of what that real person would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you had somebody that was crazy enough to go do that, they're probably not going to take prisoners. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're going to kill people. They're going to do horrible shit to people as a vigilante. That's just how. But if I was going to have to pick one, I think I'm going to have to go with Michael Keaton, too. Mm-hmm. Not because of necessarily the social awkwardness. I mean, he still managed to get what Kim Basinger mm-hmm. and then he gets Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. So he ain't that awkward. But yeah, I think I, I buy him as Batman the best. So, like I said, Michael Keaton's always looked crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's always been crazy. And he's one of them that's kind of like, what the hell happened to him? Because he hasn't, like, he was, uh, what, the the vulture in one of the newer Spider-Man Spider-Man, movies. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, the dude was a really good actor, but he just kind of disappeared. So, I was did he do thinking, something? Is he canceled and I don't know it? No, no, he's not canceled. As a matter of fact, I'm very excited because it looks like this new Flash movie. They're going to bring back that reiteration of Batman. See, that'd be great. That's going to be fun fucking awesome that'll be great like, i can't wait it's a i think it, i think they're gonna go with the flashpoint storyline i'm sorry guys i'm multifaceted i like horror and i like action and i like sci-fi tell travis i'm a catch please i didn't realize how nerdy you were until you just <laughs> said the flashpoint series i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> the flashpoint series is where the flash goes back in order to change the events that happened to get his mother killed and oh. his dad in prison for her murder like that bullshit they pulled on the tv show what yeah what are you talking about uh-huh <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yeah, it does. And they did the same thing. 
any I'm rate. not a I'm not a fan of anything where they they feel like they have to introduce time travel to forward the plot. That's just like, excuse me. We ran out of fucking ideas. You That's mean like Avengers is. Endgame, which is the greatest movie ever made? That's different. <laughs> How's it different? That's exactly what they did. Because <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Because <laughs> Fat Thor. That's Cause why. Because Fat Thor. <laughs> anyway because you have chris squared in that movie <laughs> so it's kind of like what they're doing with uh spider-man in the multiverse of madness and dr strange and all that um so it looks like yeah in this flash movie it looks like they're gonna bring michael keaton back as batman and i am 100 percent here for it so yep that'll be good yeah so speaking of michael keaton i was just thinking though you were we were talking about lethal weapon you were talking about michael keaton being crazy and he had that he kind of had that mill gibson do you really want to jump scene? you want to jump i want to jump let's jump <laughs> yeah where michael keaton he took like i forget what it was a glass bottle and he broke it against the fireplace he's like you want to get nuts <laughs> yeah i love that let's get nuts yeah <laughs> there was another movie where he was a mental patient and i don't remember the name of the movie i'd have to i'd have to go back and look it up but i think it was him and christopher lloyd there, there were a few of them anyway i have no idea and he was he was playing a mental patient it was a fantastic movie it was it was kind of a, a comedy drama type of thing but mm-hmm. Yeah, it was another one of those like early '90s type of movies where he plays another crazy person, and he's yeah, nobody does crazy quite like Michael Keaton. Yeah, except for Heath Ledger. Now Heath Ledger did crazy really he did well, very fucking well. I would say that in the movies, he's the hands down the best Batman villain. I was gonna say this is a conversation Aiden and I had not that long ago because Aiden was the one watching the Batman series with me, and the Joker is Aiden's favorite villain, and we got to talking about the Killing Joke, um, which I was not terribly familiar with, but Aiden, it's his favorite, so he was telling me all about it. From what I hear, it's very fucked up. It's yeah. And we got to talking about who our favorite Joker was, and. <sighs> Aiden really, really, really likes what Joaquin Phoenix did in Joker. He thought... I think I slept through that one. He thought that was that portrayal was really good. But it's not just because he died. Heath Ledger was just the best. He really was. He was fucking terrifying in that part. I would say followed by Jack Nicholson. And yes, same thing. Dude was fucking nuts. He was crazy and also a little bit scary, but not in the same way that Heath Ledger was. Like Jack Nicholson still had just that little bit of camp to his Joker. Yeah, I think, I feel like Jack Nicholson's Joker was good and he was scary, but there was some element of like, the, the cartoonish comedy. The camp, yeah. There. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they dressed him up. They put him in cartoon character clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all intents and purposes. But he was still, yeah, he could still be scary. But you took him as, I don't know, almost an evil mastermind. Because clearly he was t- intelligent. I think the Heath Ledger Joker is scarier because of just the sheer unpredictability. And he just he's doesn't care. He's clearly intelligent. But yeah. he's, I don't know, a wild card. Precious I don't like stones. saying that. <laughs> wham (laughs) but But just the fact that you never know what he's gonna do yeah and that you get the impression that he doesn't even know necessarily what he's gonna do next and the fact that he kills people yeah that make like he's well that whole thing that alfred brought up about some men just want to watch the world burn that's his character like yeah and, and I think that's the other thing is that Jack Nicholson's Joker had an agenda. Yes. He had an endgame and you never know what the joke, what Heath Ledger's Joker's endgame is. No, like, just chaos, just pure anarchy. That's, that's yeah, it. And so. I think that makes him scary. I think he's the best followed by Jack Nicholson. We're not even going to talk about Jared Leto. Or Jim Carrey. He did he, the Riddler. I know, but I don't want to talk about <laughs> Jim Carrey. 
Anyways, so yeah. We, we don't want to talk about any of those movies. <laughs> Well, you here, know we what? still do have Stop a comparison. Stop giving though. Batman Forever shit because I actually love that movie. Okay, well, just one more shit. <laughs> Which two faces better, Tommy Lee Jones or the Chin? What's Aaron his name? Eckhart. Yeah, that's not even a question. Really? Really? Aaron Eckhart was that dude made me cry. Did like, he really? Yes, he did. Like he, the line. I mean, I can remember it exactly. He says we were trying to be decent men in an indecent time and that part like always just makes me like tear up because i have heard some people say that he overacted in that movie i didn't get that at all it's like if the person you love was killed and it was partially your fault how would you react to that you'd go fucking nuts yeah maybe is my thought so maybe tommy lee jones his was funny though his was funny his entertained me He was trying, he was in a movie that Jim Carrey was in. He was obviously trying to hold his own against somebody like that. But Jim Carrey wasn't funny in that movie. I'm not, I'm just not, (laughs) we're not talking about this anymore. Tommy Lee Lee Jones can do comedy pretty well, surprisingly well. I like his dry humor. But he does the dry stuff better. Yes. I like his dry humor, like, uh, a la Men in Black. I just put those, I just put it together. I figured out who Ben Affleck's Batman is. He's the Punisher if the Punisher got a hold of the Batsuit. Because hmm. in the comics, the Punisher killed people. Yeah. He had no mercy on people. Right. That's, that's what that is. It's like the Punisher and Batman had a baby. And he came out with a Batsuit with no nipples on it. <laughs> Hot take. Anyway, okay. you wanted to talk about Tim Burton. <laughs> didn't we were just gonna segue into what i've been watching and because that's how i ended up with batman returns is because we have also well not you necessarily because you have better things to do than to watch movies with us but um we have been watching tim burton movies also because london is a 13 year old girl and she's obsessed and i too like most not all things i like most things tim burton there's a there's another golden period in there where you're talking about like Beetlejuice and Batman Returns and Edward Scissorhands. And Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> I already said that. Um, Night- I like it better than the other ones. Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, yeah. And then you get to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> there are movies that Johnny Depp works in and there are movies that Johnny Depp does not work in and he should never, ever, ever play Willy Wonka. <laughs> Unless you're going to make a horror movie. And then he could be Willy Wonka in a horror movie. Right. I don't know. I think clearly Beetlejuice is my favorite out of the ones you just named. Yes. And again, because of fucking Michael that, Keaton. But, but Michael Keaton does crazy. Like, yeah. He's, he's crazy. He, yeah. that, that's almost the Michael Keaton version of the Joker. Beetlejuice is nearly. Think about it. I I guess I could see that a little bit. Yeah. Well, my favorite Tim Burton. Oof, that that's a hard that's a hard choice to make because I really really fucking love Edward Scissorhands. Like that movie still makes me cry. Like I can't watch it and not cry. It's hard as hell not to. That was Johnny Depp pretty much at the height of his powers in my opinion. I don't know how you don't watch that character and not fall in love with him. And I was kind of trying to push that on London a little bit like, "Oh, and Aiden was like, Whoever thinks that he's attractive is fucked up. Now, of course, Aiden didn't actually use those words, but he says, you got problems if you're attracted to Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands. And I'm like, well, then I guess I have problems. (laughs) So, but, um. He's got scissors for hands and he's wearing a gimp suit. But he's so sweet and misunderstood and I, I can't explain it. He's got David Lynch hair. You know, you might be onto something there. (laughs) But anyway, 
But the flip side of that is I really, really, really love The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love all the songs. I love that world. I love the animation. I love Chris Sarandon. I love Danny Elfman, particularly Danny Elfman's singing voice as Jack. Like some of those songs were sung beautifully. Big Oingo Boingo fan also. So um, those, I don't know, those two were really, really hard to choose between. So yeah, but trying to think... What you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Where does Oingo Boingo tie into that? Because that was Danny Elfman's band. So if I listen to Oingo Boingo, I hear Jack Skellington. And so it, it gives it a whole new, you know, but. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, but you're not as big a Tim Burton fan though. Nah, not so much. Yeah. I guess. I like Nightmare Before Christmas. He can keep his Batman. Um, not such a huge fan of Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I, th- I think we went to the theater to watch that one when I was a kid, when it came out. I'm really surprised by that. I'm surprised your mother didn't see the scissor hands and immediately turn tail and walk out. I think she saw Johnny Depp and that's the reason we went. But uh, okay. Well, you can't argue. Can we talk about Johnny Depp? Is he being canceled? No, he has not been canceled. In fact, there's a movement for justice for Johnny Depp because of his treatment from wife ex wife Amber Heard, like abusing him and shit. Wow. Yeah, so huh. but think of the Tim Burton movies that I'm aware of. I think Beetlejuice is still going to be my favorite. Beetlejuice is good. Because like you said, it's got Michael Keaton in it. It's got, was it the mom from Home Alone? Isn't that Mm -mm. her? Or is it somebody else? Mm -mm. I don't know. It's Diane Weist. She was the mom in The Lost Boys. I don't know. I've seen, she was on, I think she was in several movies. Oh, fuck, you said Beetlejuice. Why the fuck am I thinking Edward Scissorhands? I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure. Yes, it was the the mom from Home Alone, Catherine O'Hara. I'm sorry. And then it's got. I'm uh, very tired. I haven't slept. Winona Ryder. But I don't know. I like the cast in it. They sing. So you get some musical stuff Damn. going on. In yeah. <laughs> Mostly Michael Keaton. Nice fucking model. Nice fucking model. <laughs> but speaking of Christmas, I have a question. Something that I have been, that has like been plaguing me this month, trying to come up with material for the month of November, which we already did. We're, we're, we're basically done here. But as I was trying to think of thanksgiving horror movies there's really nothing out there isn't there a movie called thanks killing there is thanks killing but i'm not doing that to me i'm not doing that to you thank you i'll just watch dr wolfila's reviews on it and i think i'm good like yeah but that got me thinking so not only is there not really any thanksgiving horror movies not really thanksgiving movies in general charlie brown (laughs) charlie brown thanksgiving (laughs) right i mean Guys, if you know any Thanksgiving movies, please give me the list. Cause yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I mean, there was a really awesome mock-up trailer for Thanksgiving from Eli Roth on the Grindhouse movies, but I just can't think of anything. But I'm trying and I'm drawing a blank. I just think that's just strange. Any, any movie, any genre that includes Thanksgiving, and I'm having a hard time. Yeah. So I just keep coming back to Charlie Brown because that's the only one I can think of. I started to get really pissed this week, right? Because I still have our fall de- decorations outside. To be more specific, I still have our Halloween decorations outside. Because for me, yeah, the Halloween stuff can probably go ahead and come in. But as far as I'm concerned, the fall stuff shouldn't have to come in because we haven't fucking had Thanksgiving yet. And yet our neighbors are already putting up their Christmas decorations. And I know a lot of people who are already putting up their Christmas tree. Yes, I bought ours already, but it's not set up yet because it's not after Thanksgiving. Typically, I put the Christmas tree up 
the day after Thanksgiving. That's that's how I roll. And I take it down the day immediately after Christmas. Yeah, the people across the street from us spent like an entire day. It was last weekend? Yeah. Putting Christmas lights on their house. Yeah. And I just it drove... It feels too soon. I just drove by and I shook my head like, Thanksgiving dinner isn't even cold yet. It hasn't even been had yet. It hasn't even been cooked. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not even cold yet. So... But admittedly, even though this is happening, I have already started watching Christmas movies. Well, it's because you don't have a choice. I'm a failure. But again, that goes back to because there's no Thanksgiving movies. So I sat down and I did my time-honored tradition of watching Home Alone because it's probably my favorite Christmas movie, like ever. But honey, what's your favorite Christmas movie? The Santa Claus. Really? I don't know. I just said something. serious me too i don't know i don't know that i have a favorite christmas movie yeah i don't know that i have a favorite christmas movie that's just not really my jam like every time i think of the christmas movies that i know i'm going to watch every year and the reason i segued into this is because the nightmare before christmas is always one of those you can watch it halloween you can watch your christmas it works on both occasions and then i always watch home alone Parts one and two. That's it. And then I watch Ernest Saves Christmas. I watch Die Hard because, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is mine and Aiden's new tradition. Um, Let's see. Elf. I watch Elf every year. I try to watch the old Claymation Rudolph if I have access to it because that brings back all kinds of fuzzy memories. Let's see. Christmas Vacation. I like watching Christmas Vacation every year. But apart from that handful of movies, I don't think that i mean well technically i could watch batman returns i could watch edward scissorhands because those two are also centered or or around christmas time so but you you've really got nothing i do watch the santa claus too though i do like that movie it's pretty good. <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah i don't know i just don't i like halloween but i guess i'm just not such a huge fan of the rest of the holidays yeah really i prefer halloween to christmas i mean also okay i'm gonna share Sure. And I don't like to share. Okay, sure. But after after dad like after dad died a few years ago, like that was Thanksgiving and Christmas were his big things. Mm-hmm. And since he's not here anymore, I just kind of don't care about Thanksgiving or Christmas. Gotcha. Because that was kind of I don't know. They just they kind of got the volume turned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, if we skipped them, I really wouldn't care. Gotcha. So I can definitely see where the holiday blues things come from because I've also had that in the past too, where Christmas kind of came and I was like, big whoop, what's the big deal, whatever. I'm not sure why. I've I've already uh, said this a couple of times already, where I'm like, I'm just fucking ready for 2021 to be over. Like a lot of people said, 2020 was the worst for me. 2021 was the worst. Had a lot of shit happen this year that I'm less than thrilled about, but hopefully things are going to get better. We're going to move on and have better opportunities. And so we can only hope, but I don't know. Maybe it's because when your children start growing up too, they get to a point where it's not really exciting for them to open gifts anymore because they're just not as excited about it as they were when they're little, you know, miss the kids being little and not being able to open paper and having to sit there and help them and them getting excited about a pair of socks. Whereas now if you buy them a pair 
pair of socks, they're like, oh, okay, great. Well, they used to get excited over toys, right? And they would open, when, or you. by the time you finish helping them open their package, they just want to sit there and play with whatever toy they just unwrapped and forget mm-hmm. that there's other gifts. <laughs> yeah. But now, like, even if you, if even if when you ask kids, once they hit the teenage stage, and like, what do you want? And to an extent, our seven-year-old has already moved into that. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want for Christmas? Money. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> so, uh, no, 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 not Isabel. Which, that's not what we get them, but, you Not know. Isabel yet, because she was all about Pusheen Cat this year, and everything she wants is Pusheen Cat. The trouble is, is this is not like Hello Kitty, okay, where you can find that shit all over the place. This is stuff that you can barely find on Amazon, and it's like ridiculously expensive. Like, oh my god, it's expensive. And you're like, really? You don't just want... No, I want Pusheen Cat. Like, fuck. (laughs) It kind of makes me miss her My Little Pony phase. Oh, I know, right? (laughs) Those were so much easier to find. But yeah. Or frozen even. Once your kids reach a certain age where the, I guess the magic of Christmas is kind of gone for them. Yeah. I mean, once you reach adulthood at Christmas, it's kind of, Christmas is all about the kids. Yes. But once they don't enjoy it anymore, then, I don't know, I guess it kind of takes something away from it for me too. But but yeah, holidays got a head of damper put on for me anyway, so. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. I don't know. It's just never been my favorite. I'm, I'm more into Halloween where... I can dress up as something spooky, and I can do stuff fun. We had we had a blast terrifying the children this year, so... So I had a thought. So this year for Halloween, I have the full Michael Myers setup, right? The latex mask and all that stuff. And I, we haven't talked about this on the show yet. We went and picked my daughter up from school with me wearing it. <laughs> and... I thought she was going to die. <laughs> she was mortified, and it was perfect. 100% worth it. Yeah. We told her, we was like, okay, don't ride the bus home today. We're going to go pick you up from school. And she's like, oh, okay, you know. And so we get in the car, and of course, Travis is all dressed up. And we decided right as we get into that main uh, drag right in front of the school, we were going to roll the windows down, and we were going to blast the Halloween theme up at full blast and so Travis is just sitting there and no doubt he's melting because it still hasn't really gotten cold here yet. God it was hot. (laughs) And with the windows down you couldn't like the air conditioner wasn't really doing anything in the Jeep so. Yeah and Isabel sitting in the back seat of of the Jeep she's just laughing her butt off like she was having a great time with it and of course she wasn't scared of daddy so that was good but we got around and I and London's like where are you guys I can't see you. I'm like we're coming like we're right there and then at To see her look up in that immediate just wave of recognition and her eyes got big all of a sudden and then she immediately hung her head down. (laughs) I thought she was going to keep walking and pretend she didn't know us. (laughs) But But then... Like, after that split second was when she started laughing. She started laughing, too. And then she was like, I hate you guys. I hate you. I hate you. And she just kept saying that. Yeah. It was good, though. Because, like, there was this one kid. I was looking straight ahead. And this boy was, was walking. And he was looking. And he was fine with it until I kind of turned my head and looked at him. And then he steered way around. <laughs> and she... But other kids were like, hey, Michael. So I just, like, waved back. But I just had had this thought, what we could do for Christmas. Oh, what's that? Get me a Santa hat that will fit over the Michael Myers mask. I'm sure we can find something. And we can do it again. (laughs) Just get me a different accessory for every holiday. Like, give me some bunny ears and do it for Easter. (laughs) Really? We could just, like, print all those pictures out and hang them out throughout the house. You might be onto something there. (laughs) Every year. Every every holiday is Halloween at our house. (laughs) Boogie man, boogie man. 
So anyway, guys, I think that's going to do it for us this month. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby.